Super Talk Mississippi media production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at theblackshepboutiquetupelo.com. Sports Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. You better look quick. I don't wear pink, but the best puffy, fluffy, warm sweater that I own is pink. So today I am pretty in pink. (laughs) or as close to it as I ever get. I hope that you are staying warm today, wherever you are. This uh, is a pretty chilly patch, eh? Hmm. What does that mean for our plants? That's the news here. That's the word going on here on Weekend Gardening. And I thank you very, very much for joining in today. There are many, many things to talk about, many things that... uh, We have the opportunity to do something about in our gardens and many others that we do not have the opportunity to do anything about, such as I've seen a lot of pansies. Some of them still are hanging in there. Some of them look frozen. Don't go out and start pulling them up. Pansies are tougher than they look. In fact, they're not usually pansies at all in the metaphoric sense. Is that the right word? I think that's metaphor. Anyway, um, there, there's a real possibility that they will grow back. The parts that are frozen obviously won't grow back. But once we get past all this and we're back into the up and down of this particular winter, you'll be able to cut them back and give yourself the opportunity to fertilize them and start some new growth. Don't do that today, <laughs> wherever you are. That doesn't make much sense today. Um, Greg is right. No flip-flops today. In fact, if I was if I was just really bold, I would pick my foot up, and you can see that I have on the only pair of boots that I own that are not rain boots. So there, and I have to tell you, when you don't wear boots very often, they're not comfortable. Um, I've, I've just I'm not a I'm not a I've never worn cowboy boots. I, I wear some boots, but I don't like them so well. Though it's cold and lonely in the deep dark night, I can see paradise by the dashboard light. Yep, y'all know that. It's a meatloaf lyric. That's my favorite meatloaf lyric. Of all those things, all those stories, all that poetry, that's really my favorite little piece. Um, and and I, hope, I hope you've got one. I hope you're hanging on to it. I thought that his family's obituary uh, or, or message, not obituary, but their message was probably the nicest one that anybody could ever have said about them. And that, of course, was that they loved him, he loved them, and that they all loved all of us who were big fans. So that's really nice. Uh, I'm sorry that we don't have him anymore, but I'm glad we have his music. And Louis Anderson did make us laugh, didn't he? Oh, my goodness. 888 We don't have to talk about that. We can talk about plants. That's the Super Talk call line. I welcome you in there. And the ceasefire text line, of course, where Greg is. And lots of y'all, thank goodness. 601-879-4395. I got a couple of new subscribers to the newsletter today. And uh, I appreciate that very, very much because this is the time of year that I'm trying to get everybody to either renew or subscribe so that 
I can quit having a database that basically has renewals throughout the year. We're going to January now. So if you have not renewed or if you want to sign up, this is the time. Send me a note, mamaonair at yahoo.com. And, of course, for me, mama is always spelled M-A-M-A. I do hope that uh, when it comes to your day-to-day, you have something warm and cozy to feed yourself and your family. I don't really think it matters where you are today. It's even chilly in the northern part of Florida where we have a few listeners um, to this program. Now, I know there's nobody in Miami on the line today, so if y'all are there, let us know, and we'll, we'll be jealous of how wonderful it is. But... The rest of us are looking at the biggest piece of winter so far in this season. Makes my knees hurt, and that's one reason why I'm thinking about this particular bit of research that's been done. University of Connecticut, you know, is uh, a, a powerhouse in women's basketball, literally powerhouse. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It's just because I hurt my knee originally playing basketball as a child that um, I tend to associate bad knees with basketball, but they're certainly everywhere, and uh, in in a <clears throat> promising hop towards healing this situation, they have regrown cartilage in a rabbit's knee. Now, this may not sound like much to you, but, you know, we mammals are not that different, and if we can fix that one, maybe eventually we can fix yours or mine. What do you think? Kind of interesting stuff. Um, I really like it. Turns out that the reason the cartilage is so vulnerable is because we don't have extra stores of it in our body that they can go harvest and fix my knee, for example. My knee is fine today, by the way, but it does. It, I feel the cold. Um, and we also don't transplanting cartilage does not, is not very successful. So finding a way to get it to regrow is a really important piece of this. The good news is um, it, there's there's a it, it doesn't. It really does um, behave differently in the regrown state, but that's the first step, is to get it to regrow and then figure out what to do about it. There's always hope, my friends, always hope. Um, Yes, Ken, I agree, my onions are not unhappy at all either, although the ones that were in the container with um, some other herbs and stuff have a big pot that's now sitting in my kitchen taking up space and saying you probably ought to cook something and use some of this stuff so i might do that um let's see trying to grow yarrow basically in 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 the clarksdale area good morning vicky i don't know what you could be doing wrong but the question might be which yarrow are you trying to grow if you're growing the more modern ones with pink and yellow flowers for example a lot of times our soils are just too wet too heavy to grow those and they function mostly as a summer annual so if you're growing the white yarrow though the old-fashioned fern leaf yarrow you should be able to get it started so let me know which one it is and I might have some better advice for you um. <laughs> okay now I, we, I don't share all of the jokes because well sometimes I shouldn't. So that's funny, Greg. Thank you. I was thinking about that myself just last night. Hmm. Anyway, this is the time of year when the really big thing that we're all looking at in our gardens are camellia flowers. And I do hope that you got out and cut back at least some of them 
took the took the flowers in to float them. Um, I know it was a January day, but I don't know what year it was that I first recognized that those were camellias from the yard floating in the bowl on the table. But I've I've tried hard since then to always at least have one or two around for that purpose. And indeed, camellias are not that difficult if you're aware that there are a couple of issues you have to pay attention to. One is that full sun is going to make it a stressed plant, and even if it does bloom more, you're going to have a harder time taking care of it because the, the camellia is intended for what is called high shade or part shade. In other words, a morning sun a beam or three isn't going to hurt, but if you're in blasting sun all day long, that camellia is not going to be a happy plant. Okay, so put it in the right place. Kind of like hydrangeas. The big old blue round-headed hydrangeas um, are not the full sun plants. That's, for example, that's why I do have limelight in the full sun in the, at, the, at that edge of the bed, but back underneath the shade in that bed, that's where the blue hydrangeas are because they they're not both the same when it comes to the amount of sunlight that they like to have. Camellias are the same way. Um, camellias are much happier, much easier to grow, and much less likely to get scale and other pests if they are in bright light but not direct sunlight. Now, those those scale insects are are I know it sounds funny, but the scale insects are getting ready right now. As soon as the weather breaks and we end up we're, we're close to beginning to think about warmer weather. And really where you live depends on determines when that will happen this year particularly. We end up with the time for the scales to multiply. And when the scales multiply, the teeny tiny little crawlers that come out of the scale are the babies. They crawl around on the plant and find a place to poke their beak in. And the next thing you know, you got scale all over that branch, too. Now, it's, it's hard because we don't go out and look at them, particularly with a magnifying glass, to see these teeny tiny little green crawlers. We're not going to do that every morning in January. It's just not going to happen. So that's partly why we want to make sure that we have sprayed as soon as possible, as soon as the temperatures accommodate, with a horticultural oil spray, even if we don't see scale insects, even if we haven't had that particular problem. It's brilliant to spray the stems, the undersides of the leaves particularly, and once the flowers are off, you can spray the top of the leaf, too. It's, a, it's real important to take care of those camellias. Then after they begin, after they flower and begin growing in the springtime, that's the time to prune them and fertilize them. So it's a little bit different from some other ones, but not, not necessarily impossible. Vicki in Clarksdale is um, growing the, the, the yarrows that are white. These are really acclimated quite well. Um, I, I'll tell you, my best ones grow in the shade of a magnolia tree that the tree shouldn't be there it's not it's not it had to be limbed up because of my driveway so you wouldn't want to put them in the deep shade under a full-grown magnolia but some shade in the afternoon is beneficial even to the white yarrow and the other thing that I have discovered over time is that they would really rather be left alone um, I fertilize maybe every other year at, I mean if if that and and if they're I've seen the other other places where they were fertilized regularly and they just get leafy and green and grow themselves out and don't ever bloom, um, and they eventually do collapse because there there's too much nitrogen at work for them. So hold back on the fertilizer, 
um, only water if it's very dry and give them some shade. Try that and see if that helps. I hope it will. Um, they shouldn't be too hard to grow, and they are beautiful. Um, let's see now. <laughs> yeah, you got to be under 40 to get the brand new cartilage <laughs> treatments. That's true. Forget about it, Mom. Yep, I will. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, there, there's always, you see, I do associate that, and I'm right to do so. The best orthopedist that I ever went to for my knee was in Baton Rouge, which is what um, Ken is writing about. Again, lots of athletics, <laughs> lots of people with bum knees, torn up knees. And the only reason that I'm in as good a shape as I am now, I don't know how to tell you all this, but sexism is a real thing sometimes. And when I hurt my knee, they said it was the torn torn cartilage meniscus all messed up. They said, well, you just you won't ever do the. You won't ever do that kind of exercise again. You can't water ski. You can't do all the stuff I used to do. And my, fortunately for me, my dad, who had been a football coach, said, oh, no, no. There's kids over here. The young men have the same injury that you had. You're going to run the steps at the stadium with them all summer long. But the good news is I'm still walking. <laughs> so, and that was, a, that was a prejudice against me because I was a girl. And I, I experienced it. And I went to the other side of it. So when somebody tells you that that's real, you better listen at least for a minute. might be me. I might be telling you the right thing. <laughs> Harvard is working on some pretty interesting um, fossils. And what, why are we interested in fossils that are, well, 95-million-year-old crab fossils? Why would we care about that? Well, Partly because I think it would make such a great animated series to do the life of this thing. But it's all about the eyes in this particular case. This, is, this one is a Calachimera perplexa. What a great name for a mysterious creature. Uh, first of all, of course, Chimera works in that direction, then Perplexa works in that direction, too. But Calachimera perplexa was discovered by a postdoctoral fellow um, there at Harvard, I, they they wrote about it in Science Advances in 2019. What they found in in the Andes was this beautifully preserved creature, and actually had the both the external eye elements and the internal optic tissue in the fossil. So they were then able finally over time. You know, you study these things and you. Eliminate what couldn't possibly be or have been, and then you put the other pieces back in and do some other testing and modeling to see what this creature was actually like on Earth. Calicamera has big compound eyes with no sockets. Okay, in other words, there's no protection. The eyes don't. The eyes are just there. So they thought that this Calicamera that they found was actually one of the crabs in the last larval stage called Megalopa. Um, I, I'm it's again, it's an, it, you don't ever hear it unless you're into anime, but it means big eyes. And at this particular stage, they, do, they grow out of that and when they get out of their juvenile thing, their juvenile stage. They, they get into the adult stage. But this one is just amazing because it, has such, it has, does have both eye parts for them to examine. And what we understand now, 
is that it was actually an active predator that haunted the seas. In order to figure out why the eye was like it was and understanding how it worked, then that suggests that unlike some predators, it was indeed visually oriented. Um, going to see you, come to come and get you, that kind of predator. Pretty interesting. We didn't know that before. And other crabs are not necessarily that way. Most of them are not, in fact. Um, the the Calicomera perplexa re- retain those big eyes all the way through. And in, eventually that was their biggest weapon. My goodness. If, uh, if you've had your coffee this morning, you won't mind me telling you that when it comes to this particular fossil, this 95-million-year-old crab fossil. I really want a picture of this thing. Um, you have to think about a human with eyes the size of soccer balls. Does that help? <laughs> it's pretty different. That is a really strange and unusual thing to have the ability to observe, first of all, and then to recognize how crazy that is and what a visual predator it must have been. It's just really wonderful. I love that they're able to do that. I appreciate um, Harvard studying something that I'm interested in, which, of course, is sea life. I'm always interested in that. Well, today on the agenda with us here, we have everything from uh, the arithmetic of smell to the mysteries of the pecking order among chickens, your phone calls, your texts, and a whole lot of cold weather. But there's also, yep, you got it, here comes the sun. This is Weekend Gardening. Here comes the sun, I say it's all right. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our healthcare workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost 
screening programs. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now. CancerScreenQuiz.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men and a truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Make 2022 your year to glow at Ulta Beauty's Love Your Skin event happening now. Upgrade your skincare routine and discover your healthiest skin yet with up to 50% off daily beauty steals from faves like Tula, First Aid Beauty, and Clarins. Feel your best with a skincare routine made just for you. But hurry, this event ends January 22nd. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Welcome back to Weekend Gardening. Thank you so very, very much for turning on the radio on this cold morning or maybe, I don't know, heating up your smartphone or maybe you got orange juice cans and a couple of strings that allow you to listen to us. However it is you are here, I appreciate it very, very much. As your garden mama, this is a hard time of year for me, except for the fact that my freezer's full of the basil from last summer in cubes, and I'm making soup again today. So every day, it seems, is going to be good for soup <laughs> in the next few days. Um, just into the, the next piece of all of this, it is going to, as we say around here, typical week. 
There is no such thing. It's going to warm up again, then it's going to rain, then it's going to be cold. What a surprise. That's what we that's what we do here. That's why our plants have to be so tough. That's why our gardeners are pretty tough, too. Uh, sometimes we think about, uh, I, I was staring at the ornamental grass that I have still not cut down, and I thought, well, it'll get warm enough maybe Monday for me to get out and do one or more of them. But it's it's a lot. I don't I don't really realize how many ornamental grasses there are in, in, to cut until I get out there and start cutting them. And in fact, it's a fun thing to do if you've not taken care of yours. Please do that this this month. They're probably fully brown by now, and at that point, you will be able to see um, a little bit of green, maybe far far down. But you don't have to cut down into it if you still got some green green leaves like I do, then you may want to cut through them, but I think mine are browned out, and yours probably are too by now. I would ordinarily be saying uh, prepare your soil so that when it's wet next month, you have the opportunity to plant potatoes, even though the rest of the garden is too wet. You might want to do that simply because um, it's going to, it, it, we don't know what it's going to do. And if you have a day or so that you can prepare that soil, especially for a container-grown set of potatoes, you're going to be glad you did. Um, Larry wants to know the name of that song that was just playing. Um, that's the Carolina Chocolate Drops, Cornbread and Butter Beans. And if you don't know the Carolina Chocolate Drops, I encourage you Yes, they recorded their music after 1972, which is not the case with most of my music, but I just like them so very, very much. They're so talented. They've pulled out some they've pulled up some of the music that was less known and really made a big deal out of it. So that's fun. I am starting some seeds and you probably should too. Anything you want to plant 6 weeks from a date is when you need to plant the seeds for it in most cases. Not every case, but most cases. For example, it is now the the twenty second day of January. So if you are if you look through February, that's gonna give you about five. If you think you're gonna be able to be planting in the second week of March or so, go ahead. This is the time to get started. Maybe even a little bit sooner. This would be things like broccoli. This would be, you know, anything in that family that you want to grow a spring crop of. You can start those seeds right now. On the other hand, if you're planning to plant um, tomatoes and peppers, unless you're living on the Gulf Coast, this is you're a little bit on the early side. They may get bigger than you want them to get inside your house. We can talk about that. Um, we can talk about all of that. Let's see. What else is Greg doing? Um... I'm I'm not as much. I, I have to tell you that my teams are not in the playoffs. <laughs> so, sorry, I do have preferences, but they're more emotional than they are actually my teams. So, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. What about speaking of playoffs? What about the pecking order with chickens? It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Who's the best of this or that? Um, Someone said, and and I'm sorry that I'm not a big enough fan to to not think this is funny. Somebody said they wondered how soon it was going to be before Tom Brady's son would take his job. <laughs> so I don't know, but anyway, dominance hierarchy, or or who's who's on top? Who's the one that's going to be doing the the pecking as opposed to the getting the pecked? University of Cincinnati has been working on this. I remember reading a little bit about this in um, 
a class a, a, or a unit actually on animal husbandry that um, the, the term was coined by a Norwegian zoologist and since that time we un- we have come to understand that really that sort of hierarchy happens with everything you know um, human beings primates other primates whales and birds and insects and yes chickens the researchers such as these folks from the University of Cincinnati have examined the intricacies and I just I have this vision of them because they're watching the conflict and they're watching the competition and I I would I could not do this research when my cats hiss and spit at each other, I'm right there putting something between them, telling them to leave each other alone. And obviously the pecking order is what is how these things are established. So I, I partly wanted to tell you about this because I love the fact that she used um, Google Scholar to harvest data and examine the trends in these fields. She found as time went by and as we paid more attention, there were many, many more topics Many, many more papers published on this topic in each decade of the last since the term was invented. Okay, so there, in other words, we're more interested now than we used to be in which chicken comes out on top. Chicken being whatever you're looking at, whoever's on top. Um, between the sports and the competition, and you know, you, me, and my sewing and cooking <laughs> competitions that I'm so into. Not to mention glass blowing. I love all of that. But the, the interestingly enough, most of the insights that the Norwegian scholars, the, the Norwegian scholar fellow put into it, I can't pronounce his name, um, did this when he inter- introduced the term pecking order, most of those observations have turned out to be true. And most of them have played out in the same way that he did. I love that there's a, a part of the Royal Society B science journals and stuff called the philosophical transactions. And in this case, they are literally a treasure trove of a century of research on this particular subject. It's just interesting to see how these things turn out. Now, it, interestingly enough, you can't predict which one is going to be. You can't just look at a box of chickens, you know, for example, any more than you can look at a box of gardeners or football players and tell who's going to be the, the one. But as soon as they start to move, Everything is pretty predictable, which I think is fascinating. <laughs> Unlocking the mysteries. They, they literally studied this, have now studied this for 100 years. And there are 26,000 published papers on, on the basic subject, you know, the, the, on, on the basic subject of, of dominant inheritance, dominant hierarchies. <laughs> That's a lot of study. I had no idea there was that much. Um, let's see now. Um, I'm not sure what you're asking, Ken. I think he's looking for a book about the basics in mulching and composting so that you're composting into usable soil. I mean, obviously, if you listen to me, that's what I do every year. But there are, there, there, there's something, um, if you can look up ancient issues of the compost times, that's a, there's real good explanations in there about doing this. But you can even go farther back than that. You can go all the way back to the Raj, um, to when the, the British were had taken over India or were the rulers in, in India. 
because we took a lot of those ideas, just like so many others, um, from that conquered population at that time. And that's, of course, things like windrow composting and sheet composting, where you're basically lining everything up and leaving it to lay, coming along, turning it over, and then using it as the soil later on. Yes, there's lots of that. Um, the American Compost Council has lots of publications. I'm, I have no problem with I'm sure that if we looked far enough into this into Rutgers a study of the Mesopotamian farms that for some reason somebody there decided to study we would probably find the same thing. When you have extra plant material, you should pile it up. And not if it's invasive weeds, okay, I'm going to tell you right away there are things that should be burned, but that in the case of the majority of leafy materials that you get out of your garden, you, you finished up harvesting this and you've got this left over, all of those things can be composted, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, ancient Iraq was the source of a lot of understanding about basic agriculture practices, and in the case of understanding more about broomcorn millet, they have been um, working for years trying to understand about how this worked because it's different than what we were all taught. We were all taught about that area being the cradle of civilization and all that sort of stuff. But it was a long-term process. Broomcorn millet, on the other hand, is robust, grows in the summer, and hardly needs any care to be harvested. I mean, it produces itself that readily. And that was not understood. They they found um, a, a mid-late second millennium site in Kurdistan, which is in Iraq, if you didn't happen to know that. Um, and they, they found this early domesticated broomcorn millet there. Yep, that's right. All these years later, the word is phytoliths. That's, that's the, that, those are microscopic plant romain, remains, tiny little. It, it, it's, it's literally phyto and lith. It's, it's, it's tiny grass. Okay, so that's what they found. But interestingly enough, the way that early globe, early, early food um, production moved globally has been understood in one way. And now we're having to look at it in a little bit differently. I like that. It's uh, We have summer dry climate there, so how did it survive? Well, obviously there was more irrigation than they thought. But they're working on understanding all of that a whole lot better, and frankly a whole lot more of it. Um, mistletoe is taken over my oak tree. How do I get rid of it? And uh, thank you, Mary. I appreciate that very, very much. Well... Mistletoe can, and this is a lot of it, mistletoe can cause trouble for the tree. If there's one or two clumps, it's not such a problem. But when it's taking over whole sections of it so that the tree looks green even though all the leaves are off of it, it does need to be cut. Um, I would hope that you can find somebody that is interested in doing that because if you leave it all the way through this year and then into the harvest season for next fall, um, you're going to have an awful lot of it because by then it will have bloomed out, seeded, and created more. So yeah, I think some of this needs to be pruned out. But I don't. I'm not saying you need to eradicate it. I just think you need to slow it down a little bit and prune it out. And that's the only way to do it. Really, is pruning. It's not something that you can. Uh, it, it's not something that you can spray or do something like that to. It's it's a, a different sort of problem. 
we oftentimes people are people look for mistletoe, but they look for it in October and November. So it's better to get rid of some of it now. Um, y'all are funny. I wish. I mean, if I was enough of a comedian, I would just say all these things, and they, then you wouldn't have me here next Saturday. So. so. <laughs> Anyway, on from the mistletoe. wonder why we only do that at Christmas, because people have mistletoe all the time. I don't know. I don't I, know that story. I really don't know. I usually, every time I hear mistletoe, I think of, like, Christmas or something. Yep, it goes with it. Um, there are places where it's people harvest enough to basically pay the rent for the next six months, you know, because it's a big crop. But when it, when there's too much of it, it can begin. It doesn't the, – the thing about parasites is that they seldom destroy the host that they're living on because that would be kind of stupid <laughs> evolutionarily. It would not make sense. But when mistletoe gets so ac- accumulates in such one – in one plant like this, you do have to realize that it's the plant's losing its ability to photosynthesize to the mistletoe. So that's part of that. Well, in the gardening takes guts department, um, I, I have to tell you, I am going to have to get in touch with my neuropod cells, and you may need to get in touch with yours, too. These are the sensing cells in the upper reaches of our gut that know sugar and like it. And oh, dear, <laughs> we're going to have to. Even when you don't have taste buds, apparently you like sugar if you're if these particular cells are working hard enough. Yeah, you can tell the difference between sugar and artificial sweeteners, too. I've always said that. I can tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi. Argue with me. This is Weekend Gardening. business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. After a winter storm hits your propane-fueled home, look for the following safety stops. Power lines standing strong. Gas lines and tanks in place and undamaged. Chimneys, flues, and gas pipes, meters, regulators, and vents clear of snow and ice. Clear away ice and snow very carefully. High winds can shift snow and ice, creating hazardous situations by covering equipment. If you notice anything unusual, leave and have the property checked by a qualified service technician before returning. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. 
This is Beth with The Range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gludstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Mazda of Jackson is welcoming in 2022 with amazing deals to you during our New Year's celebration. It's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every new Mazda in stock. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 200 50,000 mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team works hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson today for our New Year's celebration where we give you the most savings possible every single day. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com See dealer for details with approved credit on select Watching TaxLayer calculate your refund feels like climbing to the apex of a roller coaster. Here we go! And flying down the tracks. <laughs> and maximum refund speed. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Heaven's glory share. Heaven's glory share. Turn your lights down low. Turn your lights down low. And listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Thank you so much for turning your radio on today and every day when you decide that you want to make Garden Mama part of your life. You can listen to me here live every Saturday. Thank goodness. Thank all the powers that be for giving me this microphone on Saturday mornings. And of course, you can also participate with me in 
Mississippi Cut Flower Growers classes. You can also, of course, anytime you want to, send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com. But if this program doesn't fit into your schedule, as one of my friends out west uh, sent me a note and said, I can't get up that early. Well, not to worry, because you can download the show from supertalk.fm. You can also download podcasts. You can also frankly hear the the rebroadcast tomorrow i'm I'm everywhere and if you want to know what's going on in gardens in this part of the world there's really not a better place to be quite frankly because y'all are the best audience in the whole world y'all call me and tell me and send me some stuff information and pictures and whatnot triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven the super talk call line and six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five of course is the ceasefire text line I, i had no idea But uh, you know what a big fan I am of Washington University at St. Louis? Um, They've been studying locusts. Now, most of the time, what we're looking at when we're looking at locusts is a way to get them to quit eating everything that they have just swarmed over, because that's what they do. But guess what? Just like you know your smells, mm -hmm. well, so do they. How come you can smell the coffee even if there's other things in the area? Surprisingly enough, what they have found is a very, very simple way that this works in in brains. (laughs) Now, you might know why they're doing this. They're trying to um, get a, a... They're trying to engineer bomb sniffing locusts. I know that sounds crazy, but they're out there anyway. Why not put them to work, right? It's like my theory about the joggers in the 80s and the mail. If we'd just given them the mail, we could have had the carriers doing twice the work. And anyway, it's the whole thing. So how do we figure this out? They've made big gains um, in, first of all, just basically training the locusts to associate an odor with food. They like the smell of blades of grass, as you might imagine. But after literally nothing no food at all, they were able to provide another smell right before the smell of the blade of grass. And what it turned out was, of course, just like your mouth waters when you begin to think that you're going to smell something that you want, you know, you walk up to your mother's house and you know she's making spaghetti or she's do- whatever she's doing, and you you begin to salivate just thinking about it. Go into a fancy restaurant, you may not be smelling what you're going to eat yet, but you know you're going to, that anticipation. Well, the locusts have it, too. So it's an interesting thing about this. This is basically the arithmetic of smell. It doesn't take much. Um, it, it didn't take but six times of presenting the not grass smell and then the grass smell before they would begin to get ready for it before they ever smelled it. I like that. I'm interested in that. It kind of tells you a little bit about the way our brains work in in an odd way, you know. <laughs> um, yes, ma'am. Buddy will be here in a little while. But thank you for being with us. When do you when do you decide to do something? I have this big issue myself. I've never been a particularly confident person. I'm more confident in in fortunately my grown up life than I was as a child. But how do you know that you're right? How do you, of course you don't, but how do you make those decisions and feel good about them? Interestingly enough, Swiss researchers are letting us know that 
we really do feel better about our decisions if we have compared the options previously. I know that sounds really dull. It's not. That's the reason why, as I'm thinking about the the, the, the neuropod cells in, in my gut that are able to sense that I'm enjoying donuts or whatever it is, why do I feel guilty if I look at the donut and want it? Well, because I have thought about it, and I know that that's not what I need to do right this minute. Whatever point that is, just choosing um, the buying a car, for example. If you've done your research and you know what the car is worth and you know how much you're going to pay for it, you feel a whole lot better about it than going into the dealership and suddenly falling in love with a car. What's the point of that? Well, sometimes we do. Sometimes we make decisions spontaneous, spontaneously and they're fine. But as more and more people are learning right now, because of issues with the supply chain and because of issues with other problems, um, for example, chips, you know, they can't get enough chips to make the car, so everything's so slow. Well, people are having to order their cars. I, this happened to a friend of mine in another state. Her car finally, as she said, kicked off, and she needed to trade it in and get another car, but there wasn't another car. So what she ended up doing was basically leasing a car, but for a short time, because it's hard to find a car to rent, and then she was able to more assiduously study for the car she wanted to buy and order it that way. And really, I think that that's pretty interesting. I think she said she felt better about it than any car she'd ever bought because of that. Well, I, I think that might be true. And this research holds on to that for us. If we do the research, if we do the looking about, if we make the decision for what we're looking for before we go and make the decision, we feel better about it. Isn't that interesting? Eddie, you're in Oxford. Thank you so much for calling Weekend Gardening. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning. Hey, uh, we're building a house out in the country outside of Oxford. And when we cleared the property to build the house, we also had the bulldoze dozer driver go ahead and clear out under these beautiful oak trees surrounding the property. It was just covered up with sticker bushes. You couldn't walk into it to save your life. Now, I want to keep that good and clear so we can get under those trees and grandchildren can play in it and so forth. So I'm wondering, what should I do there? Uh, I want to put something there, some, some grass that I don't have to mow every time I turn around. What would you do? Would you just let it grow back naturally, or would you put fescue, or what would you do? Well, you... The problem is that if the oak trees are happy and healthy, grass isn't going to grow under them. The good news is you won't have to mow it because it won't be there. Now, if it's muddy right now and there's a problem with any erosion around those trees, you know, you don't want to wash their roots dry now that they're bare. You might plant ryegrass for right now. And then when that plays out in the summer, It'll be time to think about where the sun actually falls. Usually the area out to the edge of the canopy of the tree is not the best place to try to grow lawn grass because it's just not a successful project. There's too little sunlight, and there's also too much competition with the tree roots, particularly something like an oak tree. So that's where you're going to think about 
an alternative. You might put down a ground cover you can walk on. You might put down a mulch bed. You might put down a play surface for those kids that, you know, something permeable that, that literally they can play in the shade on top of. There are a lot of choices about it, and it's something that we probably ought to talk about in a longer term than I have right here on the air. So if you'll either send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com, or keep listening into the next hour, I'll see if I can't get some more ideas for you. Good project, though. Congratulations on the new house, and you're really smart to get all those weedy plants out of there. Stick around now. This is Weekend Gardening. Always beating out in vain Just taking the things not worth having But don't you worry about a thing Don't you worry about a thing, mama Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Encella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. On its website, Apple describes the AirTag as an easy way to keep track of your stuff, but now they're being used for nefarious purposes. Fox's Monica DeLuca. A Pennsylvania Police Department says it's investigating a suspect who apparently placed an AirTag on a woman's vehicle and allegedly followed her home from a movie theater. She figured out the device was there when she received an alert on her iPhone that read, Unknown Accessory Detected. This item has been moving with you for a while. That kind of thing is also happening in Mississippi. Paul Hawley is with the Rankin County Sheriff's Office. It's something that's new to us, too. Unfortunately, as more attention becomes drawn to this, I believe that we're going to see more of it. We're trying to educate ourselves right now as well, and we're asking the public to educate themselves. 
To disable an AirTag, users have to locate the device, tap their phone to it, then a pop-up will take you to a website that allows you to disable it. I'm Kelly Bennett. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our Child Saver program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too. Because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. A bill that would keep critical race theory from being taught in Mississippi schools has advanced in the Senate Education Committee. Officials at the Department of Education continue to claim that CRT is not being taught in any Mississippi school and isn't part of the state's college and career readiness standards. But in December, they quietly proposed changes to the state's social studies standards. The lack of transparency created such a backlash on social media that the department announced plans to hold a public hearing on those changes. January 28th. Kent McCarty is the vice chair of the House Education Committee. I was particularly concerned by it and it led me to, to dig a little deeper into it was um, you know, a lot of, it was all social media you know, commentary about um, how the pledge and things like that were removed from the curriculum, um, but they actually were just moved from kindergarten to first grade. So so things like that that um, you know, on their face I think seemed a lot worse than they were. McCarty and House Education Committee Chairman Richard Bennett both plan to attend that hearing. I'm Kelly Bennett. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Basketball action today finds Ole Miss and Mississippi State facing each other again, this time in Starkville. Ole Miss won the meeting back in Oxford on January the 8th, 82-72. Ole Miss comes into the game at 9-8 and overall, 1-4 and in the SEC, while State comes in at 12-5 and 3-2 and in the SEC. Tip-off is at 3 o'clock in the Humphrey Coliseum. 2.30 is the airtime of the Ole Miss and Mississippi State basketball networks today. Southern Miss will travel to Middle Tennessee this afternoon for a 1 o'clock tip-off against Middle Tennessee. The Golden Eagles are 1-3 in Conference USA, 6-11 overall, while Middle Tennessee is 2-2 two two in the league and 11-6 overall. And congratulations to the Pearl River Community College cheerleading squad as they won the UCA All-Girl National Championship. Last weekend, it was the first US UCA National Championship in PRC history. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. 
Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our healthcare workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. Last week, it was the wild card weekend in the NFL playoffs. This week, it's a divisional round in the NFL playoffs. Today, in the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals will be at Tennessee to play the Titans. The Titans had a first-round bye, and that will be a 3.30 kick in Nashville. And then the other divisional game today will be in the NFC. The 49ers will be at Green Bay to play the Packers, a 7.15 kickoff there at Lambeau Field where it's expected to be extremely cold, under 20 degrees, as a matter of fact, at kickoff. And then on Sunday, in the NFC, the Rams will be at Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. That's a 205 kickoff at Tampa Bay for that one. And then the AFC divisional game will be the Buffalo Bills at Kansas City to play the Chiefs, and that's a 530 kickoff at Arrowhead Stadium. This is a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. The Chiefs won that one. The Bills won the regular season game this year in Kansas City, 38-20. to I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening for a chilly, chilly, chilly day. Yeah, no flip-flops today. Hmm. Boots, though. (laughs) And very warm socks. <laughs> I hope that you are equally outfitted. I uh, I have to say that one of the pieces of this world that makes me a little bit crazy is that everyone tends to look back and say, back in the good old days, well, I've been around long enough now that I know about the good old days. They were not all that good. <laughs> there were plenty of times when the river rose and it snowed and it got cold and did all those things. But because we have one or two warm winters and then a good patch like this last fall was suddenly we think that's the end of it no this is not the end of it we're going to be cold again at the end of next week yeah that's right and who knows we'll look past that and figure it all out the good news is a lot of the things in your garden could care less they would just like to be appreciated and enjoyed now obviously if like me you have daffodils that are trying to bloom right now If they have any color showing, you might want to clip them and bring them inside to help them go a little quicker in some warm water. It'll take a few days outside for things to open when it's this cold. Corinne's in Jackson. She's just found a bag of hyacinth bulbs in the cold garage. Perfect for them. What to do? Plant them. Yes, plant them. Either plant them um, in the ground or put them in containers. If you plant them in containers right now, You'll have nice sprouts and and probably buds by Valentine's Day. (laughs) Think about it. That's really close. Good heavens. Time does fly. Things do fly. I don't know, Bill. Let me, if, if, if I could protect those olive trees... I would probably protect them if it's going to it's going to be 24 in Poplarville. Good heavens. Um, <laughs> I would probably move them inside or in the garage. I might not bring them in the warm house, but if you have somewhere that they can stay a few degrees warmer than that, particularly if they're young, um, that would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. I'll look and see if I can find any more information about their specific range. I know that they're hardy. 
but younger trees are always a little less hardy than their mature relatives. And I don't know about this particular variety, so I'm going to check on it. Okay? Okay. Well, tell me what you're doing in your garden. 888-808-8637. That's the Super Talk call line. Um, and, of course, the C Spire text line where all this other conversation is going on is 601-879-4395. I am really... Um, I'm really torn about my nasturtiums. I'm usually in, in January, even when February turns out to be very, very cold, I'm usually able to get nasturtiums to sprout in the in in the raised bed, but particularly in the salad table. Right now the salad table's full of onions and looks happy. It could care less about the weather, so I'm I don't I'm not gonna put them there. But I don't I don't know if it's gonna be too cold for them to sprout, so what I'm gonna do is sprout a few in the house. And when it comes to a big fat seed like nasturtium, and later on if you decide you want to start some okra before the summer garden, you need to know that these hard seeds are hard for a reason. And that's so that they don't get eaten. And that means they don't, they're not vulnerable to the water that you'll soak them in or other things like that to get them to sprout. Well, the good news is if you do soak them in some warm water, that begins to help the process. And strangely enough, I, I don't do this on a commercial level by any means, but I have found that an old-fashioned metal nail file rubbing on nasturtium seeds actually breaks the coat just enough. You can do it with a different different tool, of course, but it really doesn't hurt to do that. And sweet peas, too. Um, we are going to see some situations where some of our flowers are going to get frozen this and we're going to have to either plant again or move on to the next crop and in the case of sweet peas planted at thanksgiving they're probably going to be a bit damaged and you may have to start again the good news is we always say if they don't come up or don't grow or get frozen from the thanksgiving planting you can plant them again at valentine's day and there's still plenty of time for them to bloom before the weather gets so hot that they can't can't put on a flower so that's the that's that's the flower notes for today. I'm particularly interested in that because, you know, we all need the flowers that keep us happy, but we also can use things like nasturtiums to eat, and that's one of the reasons that I'm a sustainable gardener or an organic gardener, as you would say. I want to be able to eat the flowers and things, so that's part of it. But it's also the fact that. I'm going to make selections that are going to be able to grow with few pest problems to keep me away from those areas. You want to talk about it? This is the place to go. This is uh, why we are here on Saturdays having really sometimes more fun um, than the law does allow. If you uh, if you were a fan of Louis Anderson's, you probably already know that he passed away this week as well. And... Uh, I remember, I don't remember him the probably the first time that he was on Johnny Carson or something like that, but I'm aware that he immediately came out and began telling fat jokes. And he gave permission, people permission by the, his self-deprecating humor, he gave people the permission to laugh, not so much at him as with him, but he was also one of a whole bunch of siblings. So I have a feeling that he had to stand out with some kind of humor at some point. Um, I liked his definition of how he was going to talk about all the F words. Mm -hmm. That would be food, being fat, 
being over 50, you know, those kind of things. That was his, his definition. And, of course, if you're going to talk about those things, you pretty well have to be self-deprecating because th- those are things that everybody can find humor in. Um, I, I know that he also, I remember this one, his first joke that, that got really popular um, was that his first word was more. <laughs> so. It's a difficult thing, and if you, like me, have had trouble with body image issues and have had, frankly, issues where I needed to worry about my weight, too, because it was up there and I needed to, my knees to work better and stuff, um, you, you might feel glad to be a gardener. I wish maybe Louis Anderson had been more of a gardener because he might have understood this, too. Being out in nature actually helps with those body image issues. In fact, communing with nature as we used to talk about doing being out in the woods being out in the yard being out on a walk going on a hike whatever the however you look at that actually removes some of the triggers of body image anxiety first of all you're not looking at all the pictures of the people that don't look like you on your phone or your television that you know that looks so perfect from your point of view but it's also true that as you work in your garden, as you do things outdoors, you actually get a better perspective on things, and you have the opportunity to think of yourself in ways other than just what you look like, and that's very, very important. Dan's in Canton. Hello, Dan. Let's talk about your fatsia plant. What's on your mind today about it? Is it doing well? Is it in bloom? Oh, I'm echoing. <laughs> hey, Dan. Hey, yes. Uh, Turn off your radio. Turn off your radio. Oh, I'm sorry. Just That's okay. There's just enough of a delay that it will make both of us a little bit nuts <laughs> to listen to Yeah, I to worried me. about that, but I didn't know what to do. <laughs> All right, I have Fatsy, and it's planted in front of, a, of my house in a bed uh, in front of some windows. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten too tall. I need to cut it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So is there anything special I need to do? Yes, you need to wait until the weather warms up to do this because they don't particularly appreciate being pruned in the middle of winter. But after they begin to grow in the spring, you can shape them. You can take off as much as one-third of their size, you know, their height, even in their width if you needed to, but certainly their height, and they'll just sprout out. What that does is to stimulate the buds underneath that on their stems to come out with leaves, and they'll just, they'll just get bigger and thicker. Thank you. Love that so plant. So wait till like April or something like yeah, that. Yeah, late March, April, they'll be they'll be growing again by then, and you can actually see how much there is, and you can go in and take down about a third of it. I will tell you and everybody else though that one of the prettiest flowers in the winter is when fatsia blooms. So don't prune it except for in the springtime. Okay, thank you so much. Sure, thanks for calling. Appreciate you listening. I love Canton. Y'all know I love Canton. So much fun I've had there. My goodness. Oh, uh, let's see who's up next. Richard in Columbia. Hey, Richard, thank you for calling. What's up? Yes, I have uh, probably four or five pecan trees in mm-hmm. my yard. <clears throat> and they're not producing what well, they produce, but they wasn't filled out. You know, they mm-hmm. was probably every 10th or 12th. Because if you pick up, you got one that's good. So I'm trying to see, and I got to cut one down because I just looked at it uh, a couple weeks ago. It's hollow. 
okay. hollow. Okay. Close to my house, but yeah. I'm Good trying idea. to see what type of fertilizer should I put on them and where should I put it at. All right, that's really good questions, and you're very smart. I, I, I never want to see a tree go, but when a tree is hollow and next to your house, that's the one to take down because it's only a matter of time before it gets blown over on you, and you don't need that. Um, there's also so many wonderful things that you can do with all the parts of a dead tree. You know, I love wood all the way around. So the good news is that your pecans are making some pecans. There are people who have pecan trees that never see a pecan. So you've got, you're on your way with a good start. The, the, I want you to go to your co-op um, or to large nursery in your area if they have a lot of different, different fertilizers. But most of the time it's going to be the co-op that's going to have pecan food. And the reason it's called pecan food is because it has an, a large amount of zinc in it, which is really the nutrient that pecans need in a greater amount than all the others. They need all the others. But they just happen to need more zinc in order to be successful. The way that it, they're usually, depends on the product, but they're usually applied by drilling into the soil at the, out at the canopy where the canopy drips onto the ground because that's where the most active growing roots are. But read your label because it may have a slightly different strategy for you to use. But that's the one to use. Now, I would um, do a soil test in that area just to be sure that you don't need something else also. But using a fertilizer specifically made for pecans is going to help because it has zinc in it. Okay. Okay. Thank All you, Richard. Right. Now, yes. Well, I also I forgot to mention those tree that I'm going to cut. <clears throat> um, someone told me that if you cut it, then the rest of the tree will never make anything else. Well, if it's hollow in the middle, that's probably true. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to hear from you. Take care of yourself. Stay warm. It's even going to be cold in Columbia, I think. So, such a, you know, one of the funniest things about old trees is that sometimes they'll surprise us. You'll cut that thing down, and one side of it will just start growing. And that's absolutely true. I don't doubt that that can happen. But usually, if they're hollow on the inside, you're, you're doing them and yourself a favor to uh, give yourself that opportunity. Um, let's see. Al in Chester County, Tennessee, wants to know, Do you? because people have said this, that you have to have a license to grow a crop of, of cotton. Um, that's true depending, depending on what kind of cotton you're going to grow. So since you want to grow it to, just to celebrate cotton, Al, I would suggest that you get in touch with either Seed Savers Exchange or any of the other heritage seed companies, and you'll be able to find some cotton that you can grow without getting involved in the modern, um, the modern work of it, which is which is different. Which is different. Um, Let's see now. My goodness, you people are cooking and carrying on, and I'm, I'm just, this is terrible. I didn't eat breakfast today. All right, I received an amaryllis plant. This is Jackie and Brandon. Hey, Jackie. It has bloomed and turned brown, and would you tell me if they can be planted in the ground in the spring? Absolutely. I would go ahead and cut the stalk off, and since it, the rest of it probably has leaves that are starting to be a little bit brown, too, Go ahead and lay that pot on its side and let it dry up a good bit. And in March, you'll be able to put it out in the garden. Um, I do love amaryllis. 
in the in the garden because they're they just they're there for a very long time. I have trouble with things like crying them. They tend to take up they get they get started and then they take up too much space and then they don't make it as well. But when it when it comes to amaryllis, they they're very neat, very sweet plants and they will bloom for years right there. That's great. Um now let's see what are sweet what are sweet shrubs. I'll have to look up the scientific name for you and tell you. But it's a it's a nice plant. It's one you you'd want to do. Um, I'll look up sweet shrub here in a minute because I can't right off the top of my head think of its its scientific name. We talk about plants and often we give them the names that seem familiar to us, and then at the same time, somebody somewhere else is enjoying that same plant, loving it. Guess what? They name it something else. So we have a lot of plants that have more than one name attached to them. Yes, indeed, getting outside. Rational acceptance is the term from this particular bit of research. And that means that it's not that I don't think I'm still in need of doing wonderful toning up for my body, but it's, it's that I accept who I am and what I'm, where I am and move on. Being in nature can help you do that. Being in nature can reinforce. It's the same basic thing as what, what the classic, my studies of horticulture therapy. Horticulture therapy is not smiling at plants, although that is part of it, but it is growing plants because when you grow plants, if you do what the plant needs, the plant responds. It doesn't, you know, doesn't yell at you. It doesn't remind you what to do either. You have to do it yourself. So it's you doing stuff. And then the plant grows, and then it flowers, and then it makes a tomato or whatever it does. And you can measure the amount of good feeling that gives you to yourself and the strengthening of your self-image and your self-esteem. So that's the same thing as going into nature. We find out getting rid of all of that external stuff really does help a great deal. Um, for Frankly, it's just important for our mental health that we do things that improve our positive image and being outdoors, being in nature, being a gardener can be one of them. Does that sound like wise advice? I hope so. You know, one of the things that we all try and do is talk to one another, spread a little kindness, take a time, take the time to step on the the lesser part of that person's life, understand it, put on their shoes, walk around a little bit. Sometimes that's necessary in the garden, too. That's what I'm here for. You got trouble? Let me know. I'm your garden mama, and this is Weekend Gardening. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. 
Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox. Direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. You may be into punk rock. Soft rock. Or classic rock. R&B. Hip-hop. Or house. Country. Techno. Or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could, could I, I have, have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Well, I was 
And that, my friends, is Mr. Charlie Musselwhite. More music coming. I just got the new music from uh, the best. Tell you what, when you find some new music and it takes you to where you've always enjoyed being, it's even more fun than old music. But I'm not going to get rid of the old music, don't worry. But there is new music floating around out here, and I want to make sure that you know about it. I am I, I'm always Im- impressed when people ask me about a plant, and I can't remember the name of it. Sweet shrub, which I also know as Carolina allspice, it has several other names. Strawberry shrub, a couple other names, but, but it is calicanthus. And I appreciate you asking me about it because it is a wonderful shrub that we should all have in our shade gardens. It is native. It's very, very nice. Makes these wild flowers. I don't mean wildflowers. I mean crazy-looking flowers, weird-looking flowers that are very papery. You've seen this probably. It's a deep maroon color. Yes, I know there's obviously people that will now want all of it in their garden to reflect their favorite school's colors. But it's a beautiful plant, and it does really smell sweeter than almost anything else you have run into. And that's why sweet shrub is so popular. Calicanthus, um, Carolina allspice, strawberry shrub, it has another couple of names, which really does play into the thing that I'm explaining about you like it, and somebody over there liked it, but they called it something else. Um, and and some of it, if you if you have ever, if you if you've ever had somebody try to help you pick out what a plant is, and they are from somewhere different, you'd be surprised how many times you would know exactly the same plant, but it does not have the same name. That's part of why the botanical names are so important. Um, I love to bring to you information like this from the C Spire text line, because y'all are so wonderful, to not only let me know about your gardens, but also about your lives in general. And in fact, to make me extremely I don't know how to tell you this. I'm I'm jealous, really, really badly jealous today. Yep, that's right. Because Greg's baking biscuits and Jimbo's making blackberry jelly. <laughs> if you don't think those two things go together, guys, and they're not in the same place, of course, so they can't enjoy it together either. But my goodness, what a good-looking bunch of stuff! What fun! That is really, really super duper. I, I like it. I was trying to find a place um, for those the cotton seeds that Big Al is looking for, but I don't I don't see them listed at the two places I've looked for. So when you find them, let me know. It's going to be at a heritage site, um, it's an old an old timey seed site, you know, like that. Somebody that's specializing in maintaining old varieties and old strains. Um, some of the prettiest plants that I ever saw. Someone years ago sent me a photo of their brown cotton that they grew in somewhere like Vermont. I mean, I don't even know somewhere, but it was lovely. It was a, the, the, of course, I love the hibiscus type flowers, but the 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 bowl itself was a really pretty tan color, the the way that you would expect. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing that. Glad that somebody was doing that. If you are looking for winter perennials, when you get out and get do some shopping, maybe you're online, you're reading a seed catalog, and then you think, what else could be blooming now if I was looking outside? Obviously, we've all we all appreciate the the camellias, both the japonicas and the sasanquas. But don't forget about strawberry tree, which is arbutus. If you are in zone eight or seven, and winter daphne, the far fragrant daphne, is another really good one if you have a slightly cooler place to be. Um, I got to tell you though, 
I love spring beauty and I love woods violet when it comes to what we think about as as wildflowers or what I call the flowers we pick but don't necessarily plant. Um, False wild garlic is one of those. And if you get one plant, you'll have it forever. And there's no reason not to have it forever. It's just wonderful. But looking at so many other things... um, I have a feeling his blackberries were in the freezer, in case you're, cause someone just asked about that. I'm going to guess that they were. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Let's see. Um, interesting stuff. My gracious. Let me look at where we are with this. The pawpaw tree, big leaf magnolia, and beauty bush were crushed under three feet of fallen oak limbs from last week's storm. That's really sad. Um, Jean is sending us this information. She says, uh, days later, after lots of chainsaw cutting, we found them bent, but the roots are still in the ground, uprighted them and supported them. And what now, basically, is what uh, the, what the question is. Um, you've done exactly what needs to be done. You have, you have, you have literally done a beautiful job of of making that uh, making that work I hope that we get a good report on their future because you know that's just one of those things storm damage is storm damage but on the other hand it's a good point to say that's when you need to look at your trees and see which ones are likely to come down you may have to do something about it there's a new study talking about people doing something um I did not know there was a Society for Industrial and Applied um, Mathematics, Applied Populations. I didn't know that, mathematics. Um, But this new math model describes the way the environmental creatures, the ones that live there, and a toxicant that's introduced to it explains to us how that pollution moves through the water and what it affects on its way through. So in other words, we do this with math because that's what ex- well, there's a, there's an equation for every piece of this whether it's the the amount of the the amount of the pollutant itself, the numbers of critters in the way of it or the flow that it happens. Yeah, Jimbo says yes, by the way, and frozen muscadines are next. We're so jealous. We're all so jealous. We love it. That's just marvelous. Anyway, the word for this particular one about the toxicants, the toxic materials on the populations of the rivers that they live in where the toxicants are introduced, it's an advective environment is where they're studying this. In other words, that's the kind of setting where the fluid tends to transport material in one direction like a river. It's not a swirl. It's not an eddy. It's not a flat pond. And it's not something that is dependent on tides to go one direction and then go the other. This is indeed um, the population and the toxic material in a setting where the fluid will tend to transport it forward. This is so important. This, this we've, we've looked at these short-term things in laboratory conditions and, you know, tiny amounts of studies, but now this is a much bigger look because of applying the mathematics to it. So that's part of the reason why they're letting us know about it in their journal. For example... There's things that can be measured. There's diffusion. There's transport. You know, there's things that once that toxin is introduced into the water, that's how we can. Those are things that we can measure, and if they are present, 
they can aid in the dispersal of the toxicant, or it's spread. In other words, some things help you disperse it and get rid of it, some things don't. We learned, of course, in the oil spill in the Gulf a few years ago that even the things that we put in there to break up the oil have their own effects. We're still living with a lot of that. So this is one of those studies that has serious consequences and implications for us, even though it's not necessarily done for us, but it is, in fact, the ways that we measure these toxicants, toxic materials, and their effect on the critters that live there. It's really important. Um, Sherry's in Columbus, and um, um, wow. Um, if you have orchids living in your property, and we do have some native orchids here in our state, and they are rare, this is not the time to dig them up and transplant them. But thank you for asking. I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. One of the questions that everybody always has is, what about the worms in the compost? Do you have to have worms to make the compost go? I got this question twice this week. And all I could think of was, well, you must not be seeing them because they're too far down in there. It's cold. You know? But they were turning the compost to warm themselves up, probably on this particular chilly week. Um, I think this was somebody in Meridian. And I like the idea that, um, that they were going to do that, but she said she didn't see any worms at all. If there aren't any, Yes, you can go to the bait stand and introduce red wigglers into your compost. That's not a problem. Or you can get you can start a whole vermiculture, a whole worm culture thing. Um, and indeed, some people find that they don't even need their compost heap if they have enough worms to just eat the greens as they are being put in there. But either way that you go, um, the worms are there. Their worms are going to be a lot more valuable to you as the compost comes along because they're going to do so much of the work for you. But I suspect she didn't see them um, because of the cold weather. Okay. Somebody else this week was shopping for roses and asked me about the one that I always tell you, this, it doesn't matter what day it is, it's in bloom, um, Caldwell Pink. It's not in bloom right this minute, although one of the, the uh, cuttings that I rooted last fall did have a flower last week. Still haven't taken it out of the rooting box, but it went ahead and bloomed. But when it comes to um, some some things to consider, if you want to plant a big old once-blooming climbing rose that will knock your socks off, look for Silver Moon. These are The roses that I talk about are not roses that have to be sprayed on a regular basis. They do not get um, much problems with pests or diseases. If they do, they live through it. It's a very small issue. And i got to tell you, Silver Moon is one of the prettiest flowers that you'll ever add in to your garden. It does need a big, sturdy trellis. It's a good one to go up and over, you know, something else, because it's quite vigorous. Not as vigorous as mermaid, but it's pretty vigorous. In terms of the noisettes, which we hear about a lot because they are, um, they're such fun, they're such fun shows, such fun roses to understand that they were, they also were bred in the United States. They were brought first in and then bred in the, on the East Coast, and now they've dispersed just about everywhere. I'm really fond of Lamarck. I think it's a beautiful rose. It is a noisette. 
I like Natchitoches Noisette a lot. The reason why um, they're the the quality of Noisettes that we really don't appreciate necessarily is there is how stiff their canes are, and their very stiff canes make a big difference in, um, frankly, where you can put them. For example. If you want to grow the fairy rose, you're going to need a spot where that three-foot-tall, three-foot-wide kind of bubble can exist with flowers all over it. And you're going to want to prune it, of course, in February to get that and keep it happening. But the noisettes, you're more likely to put behind that because they're going to be four or five or six feet tall. And they're very stiff. They're not going to make a a rounded crown the way something like the fairy will do. Um, So anyway, just fun. Um, just fun stuff and things to things to think about. She does. Jean suggests logies for um, the cotton seeds, and there are some there in, in different sorts. There, that that's a possibility. I didn't know logies did that, so that's good news. Um, speaking of roses, though, if if you're doing a lower light garden, my friend always says that. Uh, she can garden in the summertime because her garden is in high shade. Can you walk out your house? You know, if you have a full sun space, you may or may not be able to do that. Um, and that's that's an interesting way to look at designing your garden. A lot of people say, well, the trees grew and then I got too much shade and I couldn't do this or that. Well, if you got enough shade, though, you have a, a different environment. Yes, sometimes a more pleasant one. And in fact, um, the hybrid musk roses tend to do pretty well on the edge of the shade. I, I think about well, I think about Will Scarlet because I, I I'm a, a, a Robin Hood <laughs> person. But anyway, um, that that Will Scarlet is a beautiful rose that can grow literally at the edge of the shade. Barely needs any full sun. Just a couple of hours of full sun will be enough. Just something else to consider. Um, okay. Oh, good. Ooh, the hellebores have naturalized into the woods. Lovely, lovely, lovely. You're so lucky. That's so wonderful, Jean. So cool. Um, I have no idea, Ken. Sorry, I don't know what that one is. Anyway, how's your sleep doing? Are you able to sleep? You probably are. See, don't don't turn on those lights. We're going to talk about brainwave patterns, not just the music ones, the other ones that are doing other things to your brain. And why do people deceive themselves? Hmm. Mama told you, this is Weekend Gardening. Let some air to this room. I think Mama's choking from the smell of stale perfume. And the cigarette you're smoking about to scare me half to death. Open up the window, let me catch my breath. Mama told me not to come. Mama told me not to come. She said that ain't no way to have fun. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. 
Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4. And if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar. With winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Have you ever wondered how remarkable it is that we are still talking about Jesus of Nazareth today? There's something about this Middle Eastern preacher, healer, miracle worker. He's still catching people, even today. Dr. Michael Ziegler talks about the power of Jesus' words and story this week on The Lutheran Hour. Join us each Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Brought to you by Our Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1799 Clinton Raymond Road in Clinton. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress, let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no obligation estimate. Attention! If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now. CancerScreenQuiz.com. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer. Family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051.
ever hear stuff you wish you could play it? I wish I could play that, play piano that well. I can't. But I sure do enjoy it. Thank you very much for making weekend gardening part of your life and for being here today especially. The brain is the subject of so much discussion, so much study. I told you last week that I was just amazed at how many studies you would think during the pandemic we might study other things, but for some reason or another we decided to study each other. And perhaps that's good because we've certainly learned an awful lot of things. For example, from Massachusetts General Hospital, um, we're understanding the way cognitive thought works and therefore how cognitive impairment might work. Um, I love this. I've never been, I've never had a sleep study. I've never been hooked up to a machine, but I've always been interested to know what they can find out about your brain when you're asleep. And some of the brainwave patterns are so consistent and so replicable in other people that we recognize them. Others, however, are not. And one of the ones that they've been looking at are these, mem- the ones related to memory. Perhaps, and in some cases, language and the way we think about both of those two things. Um, This new study published in the journal, Sleep, okay, that was a pretty good one. I'm glad they didn't have to go too far for that title, was led by the folks at Massachusetts General Hospital and Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. These are trying to understand how the brainwaves patterns or the sleep spindles as it's as it's understood how they work and how we correlate that with cognitive function we're we've all been told probably a million times especially if you're not a good sleeper you really need to sleep in order to function in the daytime that's true of most people it's not true of everybody we understand that thomas edison would sleep on the bench in his studio, I mean his workshop, and get up and go back to work after three hours. Okay, we, but, but that doesn't happen to most people. Sleep spindles are the bursts of activity that occur during non-REM sleep. This is not in, your, not in that deepest part of the REM. This is the other part. But these are ones that do create enough energy to be measurable on an EEG. Um, this is kind of a they, – they, they're different between – everybody okay my spindles are not the same as your spindles but for that person they are characteristic so if we understand how they work how what's happening here then if we do another test five years later we can see whether or not i'm having cognitive impairment whether or not i'm I'm headed in towards problems with dementia and and those kinds of issues it's not something that we're going to do all the time but it's just one of those things that we have the opportunity to look at now, thanks to these studies, and to make the make sense out of them. Um, the potential here is really terrific. They used 167 adults in d- doing sleep-related experiments to understand how that particular piece, the sleep spindle, how that works in relationship to cognition. It is different for everybody. But we all have our own individual pattern. It's like a fingerprint. If you then burn your finger, it's still your fingerprint underneath there. Okay, that's what they're looking at. Pretty fun stuff. Pretty fun stuff. Jean's got a beautiful amount of snow and a lovely, 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 what she calls the old windows greenhouse. It's made out of old windows. It's really adorable. And it's one of those things that we all wish that everybody 
could put up if they had space for it, they would. Um, she's ordered her seeds, and she's moving into the uh, the next phase, which is going to be springtime. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my goodness. Now, there's an awful lot of other work that's been done on us people here during the pandemic. One of my favorite pieces has has recently gotten a lot of attention. It's about the brain's blue spot. Now, you may have heard, um, and I certainly did talk about it here, we talk about the blue zones. We talk about the, the places on Earth where people live a long time and how these these things are similar even though they're far far spread apart around the world that is that high quality life zone that goes really into a whole lot about what what people eat there and how they live their lives and it all leads to longevity and yes most of them garden but now from the max planck institute we understand that we have got the blue spot in our brain there's an awful lot being figured out. How do we look at these things? How do we do this? You know, And one of the things that, of course, we, we have to focus on is our, the relevant information to sort it out from all of the other static that comes around. Every day is full of more and more, and I think this is probably true no matter where you are, but certainly in modern society and in, in an urban society especially, but anywhere that you're plugged into a lot of data and, and information, you literally have to get to know your locus coeruleus. I'm sorry, coeruleus. That is, in fact, the blue spot, locus coeruleus. The tiny cluster of cells at the base of the brain, it's the part that moves noradrenaline. That's where your attention focus comes. I don't know if there's any connection. If you have ever looked and and seen somebody who was really thinking hard, and sometimes they'll reach back and rub the back of their head a little bit, I really do think that those are natural attempts that we make to keep that part moved into the highest attention levels. It's wonderful stuff. Trends in cognitive sciences tells us, and of course we knew this, our attention does fluctuate, <laughs> sometimes too much. Um, I've told you before, we who were we were not, when I was a child, we were, if, if they thought we were smarter than the others or if they gave us an IQ test or whatever it was, we ended up on one side of the room away from the windows because we were kids who would get lost out the window in our own heads and would not pay attention to what was in the classroom. Those kind of things, because our attention fluctuates, and those of us who have a tendency towards maybe a hyperactive state or to doing three or four things at one time is our ability, then we're not necessarily going to focus on the classroom. So they put us all in one spot on the side of the wall, next to the wall, so that we would pay attention in class. It didn't work real well, but most of us went on and did okay. But it's still, we, we definitely were looking at the come and go. And that's what they're looking at here in the, the work um, being done there at Max Planck. It's pretty fun. Um, kind, Ken says that both Einstein and, uh, <laughs> and Edison slept with a spoon in their hand. We've heard that before. Yes, we don't know. I wasn't there. I can't tell you it's for true. I can't tell you that it's absolutely for true. Why do we forget stuff? Why do we deceive ourselves? There's so many things we're going to have to get into next week because there's just not enough time today. Uh, I'm often, I'm often um, happily surprised by things, but 
this one didn't really surprise me too much, i got to tell you. As we were looking at what kids do um, and how really puberty changes everything, if you didn't already know that, it when your kids get to be a certain age, things change. And we have to understand that teenagers need more sleep. Another new study, just like we've done on the West Coast here, you push that time for them to go back to school later, guess what? They sleep better and they perform better in school. This is from the University of Zurich. And when your teenager says, I need that snooze alarm, they're telling you the truth, my friends. You don't need a snooze alarm because you've been part of this broadcast. But whatever you're up to this week, remember, Garden Mama's here, Mama on Air at Yahoo.com, and right back here again next Saturday for Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. Most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our healthcare workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.